This is Cami, And this is Madeline. And you're listening to the Communities That Convert podcast. Episode number 101. Woo! Hey, Madeline. Do you know what I love? I love talking to smart people who walk the talk and get results. Me too, Cammie. And boy, do we have a treat for you today with Bella Vasta, who will share her secrets for building a strong online community. Welcome to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza. In this podcast, you will learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. You will hear tips, ideas, and advice you can use right now on how to grow your own community and provide value that inspires them to take action. Are you ready to get started? This episode is brought to you by the Communities That Convert Facebook group. Come join us in our private group because it's the place where we continue the conversation from here. All you have to do is go to Facebook and look up Communities That Convert and look for the groups, or you can go directly there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Communities That Convert. And be sure to use our secret word, action. Yeah, action. Welcome, Bella. So glad to have you on Communities That Convert. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited that we have you, Bella, because I've known you for a while. We've met at Social Media Marketing World, one of my favorite conferences, and you are like a powerhouse. Like You are so super smart. And when Kimmy and I were coming up with people to talk to about online communities, and especially like groups, like what you're doing with Facebook groups is just phenomenal. So it's like we had to bring you on to talk today. Well, thank you. I'm excited to talk about it because it just kind of flows. Yeah, (laughs) naturally. (laughs) No, and and that's great. And in fact, I don't, this is the first time I've met you, Bella, and I'm so excited to get to know you. But I was doing a little research about you online and looking for your bio and just kind of seeing who you were. And I ran across a bio that you had from another place that you had probably been speaking. You do a lot of speaking, a lot of amazing things around. And, um, You've not built one, but two really successful companies. Yes. And maybe yes. more, but those are the two I could find. <laughs> yes. In 2002, as a way to have no curfew, I started sleeping over people's houses with their dogs and getting paid for it. So I grew that in 14 years to a six figure pet sitting company that had 10 employees and sold it in 2016. But while I was also doing that in 2007, I started coaching. It was very organic. It happened by accident. People started asking me how to do it, what I'm doing, because they you know, wanted to do it. And lo and behold, I realized that that's what I love doing, pouring into people. So get ready because the next 20, 30 minutes is going to be fun together because I can't wait to pour into all of your listeners. So hold on to your leash, if you don't mind me saying. <laughs> that was good, Cammie. <laughs> Sorry. I can't help myself. Okay. So my kids say I am, I am not funny, but just letting you know. <laughs> Here we go. So tell us a little bit about the online communities that you have built and sort of how those got started. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about the three major ones. So um, back in 2012, before groups were cool, there were some pet sitting groups. And I didn't really like the tone that was going on. It was kind of very catty, no pun intended, full <laughs> of drama people that had no idea what they were doing were giving advice and people were taking it. And I was like, 
like, no, not happening. So what I did is I started my own group. And at the time it was called, I own a pet sitting company with staff. So that sounds like a niche of a niche, right? It's not just pet sitting, but it's also when you actually have staff. Because at the time, my my company was really, really focusing hard on those people that had staff and that wanted to grow it from there. And um, so as we did that, I literally started off very bad, you guys. Like I did things, do not do any of this. I was like, we're closed on Sunday. Don't post. If you post, I'm going to delete you. And I was like, you have to interact. If you don't interact, I'm going to delete you because it's just creepy if you're a wallflower. Like I was a dictator, you guys. And um, (laughs) I wasn't really too concerned about the numbers and growing. I was more concerned about making it a a tight knit community, which I did, but I was leaving out a a large sector of my audience, right? So fast forward about maybe three years after that, I started another company, uh, another group called Jumpstart Your Pet Business. And that was for anyone in the pet industry who had a pet business. So you could be a groomer, a trainer, a, a pet sitter, a dog walker, a pet store owner, you name it. If it was a pet business, you could be in it. And so what I, again, organically, I'm very lucky that a lot of things I just kind of follow when they come in my life and I oh, this looks good. Okay, we'll go here. I've never really had a hard stop. Like I left my corporate job or something like I don't have that story. But what I do is I just kind of op- I walk through every single door that's open to me because you can just walk out just as easily. You know, that's kind of how I feel. So I started this jumpstart group and this jumpstart group, the place of the top of the funnel of Facebook groups. So it was kind of like the catch all group. It was the group where I advertised everywhere from my website to email, to my Facebook cover, to Twitter, to Instagram, to my email nurture campaigns everywhere. And I said, join my free group. You know, you'll get me Monday through Friday and it's a great place to hang out. Now, once they were in that group, I would say, all right, raise your hand. Who's got staff? Okay, cool. Then you need to be in this other group, which was a smaller group. Right. Mm -hmm. And then more recently, uh, the beginning of 2018, I started a mastermind group but don't let the mastermind word fool you. Cause it's more of like a subscription group. I mean, it, it's got about 60 people in it right now and they pay a little over a hundred dollars a month to be in there. And it's month after month after month. So if you are still imagining that funnel, this mastermind would be the tip of the funnel, like the bottom of the funnel. That's where a lot of the money's made. But then I have a lot of pop-up groups that I do. So let's say I want to either generate revenue or I have a class coming out or I want to revive a class that I've had before. I will go to my general jumpstart group and I'll say, Hey guys, who wants to do a five or six week course on how to build employees or Instagram or whatever it is. And I'll set a ticket to it and it will start and it will stop at a certain time. And I got that idea to apply it to my own business after working out a lot on Beachbody and having a core group of women for a while that like we would all be posting our sweaty selfies and our measurements and it was a timed challenge, you know? And I was like, well, this could work in business too. And so Facebook groups have become the backbone to my company, Jump Consulting. Yeah, that's really great. I mean, what's interesting to me about what you just said is that you're using that free group as sort of the base for everything. So you're not... When you say pop-up groups, you're not talking about starting all these little side groups and, and whatever. You're just doing a very specific offer or offering for a specific amount of time? Like what, six weeks? How many weeks do you usually run these? Do you know? Yeah. So 
I have a, a program called the Employee Quick Start, and it's a four-week program. So I opened up a, a Facebook group for six weeks. So we have like a warm-up and a cool-down, if you will. <laughs> and then each week we go through the lessons. And so it's for like the base price of what you could get the course for on my website, plus a couple hundred dollars because you're getting access to me and I'm going live and doing trainings. But the great thing as a business owner is, you know, there's an end date. So it's not something else that is like open-ended indefinitely going to be on your to-do list and content creation, you know? So uh, that is the beauty of a pop-up group. Mm -hmm. And and you're saying, so you offered this evergreen as well. And yes, then, yeah. yeah um, okay. the, you can always download the course. You can download the audio and the written course on my website at any time. But sometimes people need that extra boost. They need that accountability. They yeah. want to have you, the expert there with them, like going through it real time. So it's kind of like the course comes to life and you're able to really boost the sales at that moment, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know, uh, Malin, you've done some similar kind of things as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Facebook groups are, are great to connect with a, a group of people, whether it's short term or long term. There's so much you can do with it. And it's great, Bella, that you're you're doing all these amazing things. It's very impressive. How many of these groups do you have like at any given time? How many are you running? A lot. <laughs> no, no, not really. So I've got my Facebook group on Facebook groups, which is just a free group. And that's where we just talk about things going on in Facebook groups, you know, people who want to be better Facebook group admins. And then I've got those three petsitting groups. And that's really it on like a regular basis. But sometimes like, you know, I might have pop-up groups or something, but I'm also a member of them. And I think one of the things that people don't realize, you guys, is that we all think, okay, Facebook groups, I have to start one and I have to be the leader of one and I have to, I have to do all this stuff. But like you guys talk about all the time and you guys talked about, I think in episode 97 about how to get like volunteers for your community. Forgive me if it's the wrong number. I'm sure you'll correct me in the notes. You can also be a really valuable member of someone else's group and you can yes. really align yourself with the group admin there. And it's a great way to get notoriety, to be positioned as an expert. In some of my talks that I give when I speak, I talk about how Jen Herman, she tags me in her uh, Jen's Trends of Social Media group a lot whenever anyone talks about groups. Madeline, I know you get tagged all the time about Twitter where, you know, and it's like, what do you think about this? So I think there's also something to be said when we're talking about Facebook groups that you don't have to be an admin and start your own group. And your whole entire audience just said, yay! Amen! <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because it's a lot of work. I mean, it is. I mean, to keep a, a Facebook group running and all that. And we'll get into that maybe a little bit more. But Malin, you know, let's get into the nitty gritty about paid groups. What We were going to ask her about that, right? So Bella, how do you add value to your month to month Facebook groups? So I think that there's like three major things, right? And they, they're going to kind of sound really easy and like, duh, Bella. But I mean, show up, you got to show up. And I love what Brian Fanzo says a lot. It's about like you set the expectations. So if your people know that it's just a wacky Wednesday and Madeline's going to be in there all day on Wednesday, then that's cool, right? But if they're expecting you in there at all hours of the day and night, because sometimes they might not be in your time zone, then that could get a little wacky. But you want to show up and let them know 
how and when you're going to show up. Okay. And that also means by if you want to show up and say, Hey, I'm going to do an AMA, like an ask me anything kind of thing. You want to use the event feature that is inside the Facebook group. Because when you do that, everyone's going to get a notification or you can market so that everyone gets a notification. And that's really powerful. And then every time you update that event, it's also powerful. So not only does it help you show up, but they show up too. And when they show up, they find value. Okay. So it sounds like a simple concept, but I don't think anyone ever actually like pays a ton of attention to that. The second thing is, is you got to plan your content because nobody I know is running around saying, oh, I've got all this extra time. I don't know what to do. And they also don't have millions of messages and Facebook messages and notifications and emails and tweets and direct tweets and all this stuff every morning. The last thing on your mind is what am I going to post in my Facebook group? Shoot me now. That's why people don't do this. And it's, it's very a universal mindset because you have to really do this for whatever platform you are on. You have to con- create your content plan your content. You have to have some sort of a outline or a foundation. Now, again, it is totally up to you, the creator, as to if that's five posts every day, or if that's one post on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you get to make those rules, but you have to plan your content. And the last thing is be different. Now, what I mean by that is stop the monotony because the first wacky Wednesday, okay, that was cute. The second wacky Wednesday, nope. The third wacky Wednesday, guess what? I didn't even see it. So don't get into this whole like manic Monday, tips Tuesday, and and be repetitive like that. I think that you can see that things work, but if you keep doing them all the time, it's kind of like, have you ever like had someone like massaging you or rubbing like a certain part of your arm and it feels good at first. And then after a while, it's like, stop touching me. Or it just starts getting annoying. I, mean, I don't know if that's a weird analogy or no, not. That's a good one. Too much of a good thing starts yeah. to get annoying. So what I would kind of encourage you to do if you do start your own group is, you know, it's cool to have like maybe every quarter switch it up. And it doesn't mean that you can't come back to it because then it's fresh again. So an example of that might be every Friday, I'm going to do an AMA. Well, maybe every Friday in second quarter, I'm going to do a presentation and and a 10 minute like tactical teaching, right? And then maybe the third quarter, I'm making this up as I go here. It could be how to design a graphic. I I don't know. But what I'm saying is, you know, it's going to start getting old. So you have to be different. So in conclusion, To add value to a paid Facebook group, you want to show up, you want to plan content, and you want to be different. That's great. great. I love it. And I love that you mentioned about doing an event in the group. I recently restarted my old music community. I still have a Facebook group that's sat quiet for about two years. And I just got this crazy bug in me to just restart. There's like hundreds and hundreds of people in there. It's like, let's just start chatting again. And I started a weekly video chat. And I've been using the event because I don't remember it being like this a few years ago. Maybe I just wasn't doing it right. But what I'm noticing is a lot of people are paying attention because I'm sending this out every week and they're responding, they're RSVPing, they're showing up. And it's like, wow, it's really powerful. I love that example. It is very powerful. And every time that you post on that wall too, people get who are showed that they're interested or they're going also gets that notification, you know? So as a creator, as an admin, you can know that you're going to be posting, you know, we're on live now. We're going live in five minutes. Like 
You That's know? a great idea. Okay, thanks. Now, That's a great and, tip. And also, yeah, that is a great tip. And um, something you said too is when you update that event, which I think is what you just also said. So I don't want people to miss that yeah. because when you update the event, actually people all get a notification. Anybody who's RSVP'd for that event, get a notification that that event has been updated. I do that a lot, by the way, with social media breakfast every month as well. So we have a live stream for that as well and an, and an in-person event. And that's actually on a Facebook page, not on a group, but it's really, really powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So turnover. So I just want to talk a little bit about like, you know, it seems like if you have a group, especially one that's paying you monthly, I want to go back to your monthly paid group because that's a really interesting concept right now. And a lot of people are have been, you know, kind of Stu McLaren has been talking about, you know, starting your own little monthly groups. And so I just really want to kind of dig into that a little bit because it seems like you always be trying to get new people to pay you and other people would be falling off. So can you kind of explain how you handle that retention rate is what I guess we'd call it, where, you know, people are staying in your group. How sticky is that? How often do you have to like promote that? How are you doing that? So I'm going to say that it sucks. (laughs) I hope (laughs) I can say that on here. No, totally. It definitely is difficult. And I think that everyone who just starts out the gate gets a false sense of reality because everyone's really excited about it, but then it levels off Mm -hmm. and then the real work starts. And so I think just like how you start a business and how you have to worry about always marketing and bringing in new clients and then, and then surprising and delighting the ones that you have. It's not enough. Like if you have a leak in your boat, it doesn't matter how far you go. You got to fix the leak first and then you can like start paddling again. You know what I mean? Like So I think that it's different for everyone. And I think it's also different when you have different price points and because like a lower price point, you won't feel as much of a hit as a larger one. If you have a contract, obviously there's only a couple times a year, you'd really have to worry about it, about people leaving. But during the whole year, you could be capturing those that are interested in getting them on a wait list and, you know, really starting to build that anticipation. So really depends. I hate to say that, but it's without a doubt, the universal thing is, is that you have to keep it fresh. You have to give people, I think Stu talks about this too, something to believe in. You have to like, you know, tease the future, give them some foreplay, Um, you know, coming up next month and the month after that, we got X, Y, Z. You don't want to miss that. I'm so super excited. And you just casually bring that into conversation. You know, Madeline actually does a really good job of this on Twitter. I know it's not a Facebook group, but on Twitter, girlfriend, I've been getting tagged for like six weeks and I've been moving my name up on the list for your Twitter chat that's coming. But it's the same kind of idea. I don't ever forget that Madeline has this awesome Twitter chat because she's constantly promoting it, aka bringing people in. So maybe she's not having people pay for it, but that principle is alive and well and universal in Facebook groups. Yeah. If, uh, top of mind, right? You have to be at the top of mind all the time. And it's hard because people do get bored or busy. I mean, let's just be really honest. We're all super busy. So you know, if you're thinking, I haven't really been in that group in a while, maybe it's just something I shouldn't be doing anymore. There's a delicate balance I find between making people feel overwhelmed or what they feel overwhelmed and you feel like you're delivering so much value. Mm-hmm. And not an under delivering and going too slow and truly not giving enough value. So I think that when you can call upon your membership and really ask for their opinions, you know, what makes you want to stay in this group? Like, why did you originally join? What do you love the most about it? And 
on the adverse when people leave. Why did you leave? Stu will teach you. It's time and money. Those are the two things. So it's kind of hard because sometimes you try to, you know, it's it's like in school, you know, when I went to school, we had like remedial honors and average, right? And so you don't want to PO your your remedial people when you're all up and, you know, talking at the honors level. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's 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 a balance and there, I'm sorry, but I don't have a secret for it. You have to do what I was just talking about. You have to show up. You have to plan content. You have to be different and you have to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that you will know because you'll fall on your face. You will fall <laughs> on your face and right. it will hurt, but it doesn't mean to stop. It's just like business. You know, our businesses have ebbs and flows. And just because something fails, it doesn't mean that we say, well, this Facebook group doesn't work. No, well, it doesn't work that way. So try another way. <laughs> it's always a learning process for sure. Yeah. So uh, I have a question. What is the optimal size for a paid group? And, and is there a, a good minimum, maximum? I mean, like what, what's that best size? What's the optimal size for the zeros in your bank account? <laughs> 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 so I kind of think that there's, there really is no optimal size. I mean, if you have a group that's like $5 a month to join, then you're going to want thousands or tens of thousands of people in there. If you have a tiny mastermind where it's like maybe $2,500 a month to join and it's really high level, fast paced, lots of information, then you probably want like a dozen or less in there. So it there there is no optimal. Again, it kind of goes back to the group admin strategy and more so how their strategy ties into the zeros in their bank account. Yeah. And that's a good one. And I kind of as a, as a follow-up and a little bit different is that I've noticed in some of the groups, you know, once you get to a certain size, people stop being so afraid of like stepping out. So especially in a free group, let's, let's kind of move it to free. Have you seen that be true as well? Yeah. I think what happens is that people rely on you a lot to introduce people and to get it going. And then I think it does shift to a lot of people saying a lot of stuff, but that can be good and bad because sometimes if the group is also too, too engaged, it almost like overruns the business or the, the goals that you might have as a business person running a group. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not talking about a community group where it's just like, you know, moms of Scottsdale and it doesn't matter who runs it. And it, you know, there's no promotion in there, but if it's like, you're a consultant, I think it's also important to somehow maintain the reins a little bit and let them know that it's awesome that other people are answering each other's questions. Cause you definitely can't do all of it and you can tag other experts, but it's important for you to show up again, plan content again, be different. <laughs> Wow. I think there's a theme to this. I'm just saying, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. So speaking of bank account, this always comes up, you know, how much should I charge yeah. for my group? And I know it's going to be different in all different kinds of situations, but what are the things that people should ha- keep in mind when they're thinking about what to charge for a paid Facebook group? It depends. Again, I think everything. So I get this question all the time in just regular business. You know, how much should I charge for pet sitting? How much should I charge for dog walking? And it's like, well, do you want to err on the side of high volume and low price? Or do you want a high price and a low volume? How I would say, how much time do you have to dedicate to this group? You can kind of hide out a little bit more when it's a massive group. Okay. 
rather than a smaller group because it's a little bit more intimate, right? So I have this theory about the front yard and the backyard when it comes to groups. The front yard is a drive-by. It's your message to the world. It's not really where you're inviting people to hang out in your front yard and you put an in-ground pool there and you're like handing out burgers and hot dogs and beer to like everyone who walks by. Like that happens in the backyard. So in the backyard, that's your Facebook group. That's where you don't go inside and take a nap. You actually are there to host the party. So how big is this backyard party going to be? Like, do you have the time and energy to host an intimate thing where only 10 people around the picnic table? Or do you want a rager where there's a thousand people everywhere and people might not know where you are and you can dip in and out and go everywhere? So I'm so sorry to keep being evasive, but it depends. Oh, good. Of course it depends. Yeah. (laughs) But this is where I get to help people strategize long term for their business, you guys. Like, this is where we can say, okay, what are your goals? How can we match that up? How can we plan out and how can we create the community that we've always wanted that we want to essentially build us revenue? Right. So, Facebook, as much as I know, because of course I find out about it when everyone else does, they're coming out with the $29.99, I think it is. And different places have gotten that subscription. And so the cool thing about that is you don't have to go to a third party like you currently do. You can do it just in Facebook. But I have read that as of January 2020, Facebook will be taking 30% out of it. So yes, that's really expensive. I kind of like, I don't hold it against them. I mean, we are, you know, renting on their land. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I get it. But what I would encourage, I haven't heard that it'll go higher than that. So I don't like that there's a ceiling on it because what I would say is add that 30% into your cost of doing business, you know, like factor it in. So just depends, ladies. It depends. Right. And and kind of going back to what they're going to do, and we don't know this yet, of course, but is that going to be required? I mean, is it going to be against the terms of service for you to have a paid group that it doesn't go I have them. not seen anything that requires it. And a couple of people were up in arms about that. And they're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, they should have told us that before we started building them. No. And I don't, my personal opinion, I don't think they're going to all of a sudden say every group needs to be a paid group. Like not immediately. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I don't see that happening because I think that, you know, right now they say that we've got 400 million people in groups and by 2022, they want to make it 1 billion. So they are just like really working on building up the group because people engage in the group. People have what I call screenshot amnesia. They Mm -hmm. think that like they can post and say anything in a group and no one can take a screenshot. And because Facebook, you know, their reach is going down. Let me tell you another statistic here based off of my own research. So we know that an average page gets around 4% engagement. Well, Facebook groups, I have case study after case study from 60 to like 95% engagement in there if you're doing it right. So it's like, where would you want to spend your time as a business person? And where would you want to spend your time as a consumer? You know, like I now, I don't know about you guys. I'd love to know when you go to a business page, do you also look at that community tab and see if they have any like group that you can get in on? Because that's where you'll ask your questions. That's where you'll find out more about them. That's where you'll post your challenges. You're not going to do that on their page. Like, come on. It's 2019. Well, you I might send that. them a, you might send them a direct message. I think they do that more than they look for a group right now. Although because of the way that groups are and the way that Facebook's doing it, 
their um, recommending groups. And that has to do with who you're friends with, which I think is a much faster way to get into groups and where Facebook is doing that. For sure. I actually, I don't have data to support this. And I I don't want to sound prejudiced because I love groups, but I think I would actually trust a group more than the direct message because I put that direct message out there and either a really bad bot is in my face or they take forever to get back to me or there's no expectation of when they're going to get back to me. So then after I send that DM, I am in there trying to get into a group because I might be able to get in there faster and get a crowdsourced answer for my problem or you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, I was just in Boston. So they say that's because you're wicked smart. You know, <laughs> so that's what you're doing. <laughs> I'm actually from Boston. So I get it. Yeah, I am so wicked You know smart. what I'm saying? You're wicked smart. And that's, I think, what a lot of people will learn how to do. I don't know that all consumers right now really get that yet. You know, I think sure. some of us do, but not all people will think that. So I love that as a tip. You know, if you're trying to get in touch with a company or work with a company or any of that, see if they have a group. I think that's a great plan, a great idea because Facebook is really pushing all of the groups to associate with the page anyway. They always ask us, do you want to associate this group with this page? So if you're running any kind of group on Facebook, you already know this. They've asked you. (laughs) They've asked you multiple times to associate your group with a page. So I love that. That's such a great tip. Thank you. No worries. So this has gone very fast. How many, how it long really have we been has. going? We, like half an hour. I'm, just, I'm learning so much. You're sharing such great, great. information, great yeah. insights. Where can people find you online if they want to get more information? Yeah. So I have a gift for everyone. Ooh, um, if you go gifts. to Bella Vasta, V like in Victor, A-S-T-A forward slash engagement, my bot that will work will pop up. <laughs> Not and a bean bot, give you, a good it, bot. <laughs> yeah, it's called um, Bella Bot. And she'll jump up and she'll give you 23 ways to engage with your Facebook group. Um, it's all delivered right in the bot. So you don't have to go check your email and, you know, play around with all that stuff. And then if anyone wants to strategize with their Facebook group or hire me as a speaker, it's bellavasta.com. That's awesome. And we're going to put all of this in the show notes. And by the way, that is our call to action today, because as all of you know, we love action takers. And the the bottom line is you can sit here and listen to this for half an hour and say, oh, those, those are great ideas. But if you don't go put them into action, nothing is going to change in your business. So we just urge you to go on over to communitiesthatconvert.com and look at our call to action. Click on Bella's engagement link and get engaged. Just start getting engaged with your group. This is great. I mean, I'm definitely going to download it and we're going to try that out on some of you in our group too. So make sure you're also joining communities that convert. You know, our group is the place to be and um, we love to talk to you there. So definitely join our group and download Bella's engagement, 23 ways to get more engagement. I'm really excited to read those. Thank you. this, This has been really great, Bella. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, ladies. Absolutely. Thanks a bunch. Hey, this is Madeline, and I want to let you know you can connect with us on our website at communitiesthatconvert.com. You can get all the information in the show notes for this episode, and we also encourage you to visit us on our Twitter profiles. You can reach out to me at Madeline Sklar, that's spelled M-A-D-A-L-Y-N-S-K-L-A-R, and also to Cami. Her Twitter handle is at CamiChat, and that's spelled K-A-M-I-C-H-A-T. We look forward to hearing from you.
Madeline, don't forget, we want to give a shout out to our friend Todd Giantasio from the Growth Suite, who sponsors the Communities That Convert website. Yeah, if you want to learn how to position yourself as an authority and get found online, check them out at thegrowthsuite.com. And that's suite spelled S-U-I-T-E. Thanks for listening to the Communities That Convert podcast with Madeline Sklar and Cami Hoiza, where you learn how to build a tribe of raving fans. Stay in touch with Madeline and Cami through their website at communitiesthatconvert.com. Thank you.